Now, a lot of people may not know this, but when you're negotiating a lease with the building, the first thing is, is when you have great credit and that building needs rehab, you can actually negotiate what's called a tenant improvement allowance, where the landlord or the owner of that building will actually pay for the, the renovations. And then what they'll do is they'll lump it into the rents and maybe extend it a year or two. So, but when you don't have as good credit, not only do you have to put down the deposit or a higher security deposit, the owner is probably reluctant to give you, you know, uh, not so favorable terms, nor are they willing to pay for the renovation of that building. What's up, everybody? Jamel Gibbs here. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we have a very special guest. He's a credit expert. A lot of people don't necessarily know how important it is to have a good credit score in order to really be able to build that wealth that you want in real estate. And at the end of the day, yes, you can invest in real estate without money or credit, but if you have access to the, the credit and if you have access to the money as well via the credit, then you know obviously you'll be that much more powerful in uh, your real estate investing business. Because at the end of the day, you know honestly, guys, money and credit is power in business. And if you can grasp that concept, if you can understand um, how to go out and build your credit up to be able to uh, maybe get into some business credit at that point from your personal credit. Cause I know a lot of, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this throughout the, uh, the uh, podcast, but I know a lot of business credit, uh, companies want you to have that personal credit built up as well in order to be a personal guarantor for a certain, for a certain amount of time. So obviously you can, you can build that business credit without your personal credit, but it may start with your personal credit as well. This is why personal credit, it's so important. Having that high FICO score is so important so you can get access to the money that you need in your real estate investing business. So I want to welcome uh, Will Roundtree to the call. Now, I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about it. You know, I, I just met Will uh, not so long ago. Um, we're trying to capitalize on our relationship at this point uh, to be able to provide you guys with the best information as possible when it comes to real estate investing building wealth and uh, building your credit as well. So I'm, in, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to this call, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it myself, and I know you guys are as well. So let's welcome Will Roundtree to the call. What's going on today, Will? King, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How you feel? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. And uh, first off, I thank you for having me on today. Uh, always a pleasure to get to build with like-minded individuals. And uh, before we get started, you said something that was very important that, you know, uh, you can purchase uh, real estate without money or credit. But I always say uh, it definitely helps to lubricate the process when you have money or credit, <laughs> you know. So Absolutely. I always just tell people that uh, it's really about strategies. And that's what I'm excited to come on here and talk to your listeners about are some of the strategies to help, you know, make that process a lot easier. And we appreciate your time, man. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself and how you came to realize how important credit was for your business? Uh, absolutely. So uh, my name is Will Roundtree, originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, moved to Las Vegas in 2005 and 
2005, right prior to me moving out here, I actually had a mentor who was in the real estate industry, ironically. And he told me, he said, well, eventually credit is going to become the new dollar. Uh, didn't mm. know what he meant by that. Uh, but when I moved to Las Vegas, I quickly found out. I mean, I couldn't rent an apartment with bad credit. If I did, I had to put down three times the deposit. I didn't have that type of money. You know, try buying a vehicle with bad credit. Your interest rate is 20%. You got to put down 20% of the purchase price. And so uh, one thing I've learned is that when you get tired of doing something over and over, expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. And so I knew I needed to do something differently. And so uh, reluctantly, the car salesman actually gave me a copy of my credit report, had never looked at my credit prior to that. And so went on there. It looked like complete gibberish. And then uh, I just remembered what my mentor who told me about credit. So I really just took it upon myself to learn as much as I can about credit at that time. And then, you know, just kind of fast forward from there. It was like a light bulb went off because I was able to go buy a newer vehicle. You know, I can remember uh, the, uh, the used vehicle that I did have to end up settling with. It was I think the vehicle purchase price was like about eight or nine thousand dollars. My payment was four hundred dollars a month. I could have oh. <laughs> I could have bought a vehicle for about twenty something thousand dollars for the same dollar amount. And so that was a aha moment. I'm like, if I'm dealing with this type of situation, I know others are. So I was just excited to try to educate and tell and brag to as many people as I can. Yo, this credit thing, we got to understand credit. So it really just started off as a personal need. And then I just took a liking to it because, you know, they said the difference between the successful and unsuccessful is information. And I felt I had got some new information that helped me to become successful in the area where a lot of us aren't blessed to be successful in. We don't talk about credit and money at the dinner tables. We don't talk about it at family reunions. We don't talk about it in our households. It's not taught in school. It's not taught in college. And so I say, you know what? I'm going to make this investment in myself so I can be the one that spearheads this movement. And so it really just kind of started from there. And I didn't want to be known as a credit repair guy. I really wanted to educate people. The credit repair is just a byproduct of it. And then understanding credit was really a springboard to helping me grow and exponentially grow multiple businesses that, you know, I run and own and operate. And so credit really has become the lifeline to everything that I've been able to accomplish. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Love it, man. I love this story. And like I said, I've been following some of your, some of your story on YouTube and through social media. I know you put out those, uh, uh, on IG, you put out a lot of, uh, you put out, what is it every Monday or Wednesday, something like that? What is it Monday? Uh, like a motivation Monday uh, or something like that. Words with will. Words with will. Words, words with will. Yeah. There, there it is. So, um, you know, a lot of that obviously uh, plays a major part in in helping individuals to build their uh, personal uh, uh, knowledge, their personal rolodex with uh, with understanding business in general, because let's face it, a lot of people just don't know how to uh, get started in business. And that's why we exist right through these 100%. podcasts. That's why we exist through these, through these YouTube videos and things like that to educate the people so that they can get out there and start taking action. Um, so obviously you run uh, uh, multiple businesses at this point and credit has played a major part in your business. Uh, what are some of the benefits to having a really good credit score? And that's probably uh, an obvious question, but you know, we're talking to 
individuals who may not know? You know, absolutely. Uh, well, the first thing is that, you know, I talk to a lot of people who want to purchase a vehicle under their company. Well, and I know this is tax season. This time of year, a lot of people are looking to buy a vehicle. First of all, when you have good credit, you don't put money down on a car. You know, that alone was worth the information, you know, but translating this information as an entrepreneur and a business owner, let's say you want to go in a rent or lease a building. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but when you're negotiating a lease with the building, the first thing is, is when you have great credit and that building needs rehab, you can actually negotiate what's called a tenant improvement allowance, where the landlord or the owner of that building will actually pay for the, the renovations. And then what they'll do is they'll lump it into the rents and maybe extend it a year or two. So, but when you don't have as good credit, not only do you have to put down the deposit or a higher security deposit, the owner is probably reluctant to give you, you know, uh, not so favorable terms, nor are they willing to pay for the renovation of that building. Uh, secondly, let's say you are in a business where you have to purchase inventory. I've talked to so many small businesses who, from a capital standpoint, can't sustain or be able to purchase adequate inventory to, to make a, a, a decent profit because cash flow is an issue. Well, when you have good credit, you can go to different banks and get lines of credit. I was talking with a, a restaurant when I was in West Virginia about a week ago, and he was telling me one of their issues is they, is they spent, last year they spent over $200,000 on inventory, and that's high quality meat. They're a, a barbecue restaurant. And of course, when you run a restaurant, the quality of your product makes a big difference. Obviously, when you purchase a higher quality, the, the, the cost is going to be more. Well, the, the smallest margins in any business is a restaurant. So I talked to him about having a line of credit. So now he's not tapping into his cash flow. He can use a line of credit to be able to purchase his, his inventory, which is the meats. Uh, or in any business, whether you're trying to be a real estate investor, you need to, have, even though you can go and get a hard money loan, you still got to have proof of funds to be able to get the loan. You got to have a down payment. You got to have rehab costs. Yeah. You know, so having great credit just makes the process so much smoother. It makes it easier. It's less stressful. You're going to get cheaper money. You know, I, I often talk to people when they say, where can I go and get a small business loan with bad credit? And I'm like, first of all, it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> but more importantly, you can go and get a, what they call a payday business loan. And those in, in layman's terms are called MCA loans, where the interest rate is 200, as high as 250%, and you have a daily or a weekly repayment. These are the type of companies of why businesses go bankrupt or have to shut the doors because imagine borrowing as little as 30 grand, but your weekly payment is $1,200 a week. Easy. Most businesses can't sustain. You know, I had a client who owns a car dealership who borrowed $70,000. His daily payment was $1,000 a day. And so just understanding that when you have good credit, banks will always give you access to their money. But the credit is the foundation. Yeah. And those companies are charging upwards of 45, 50 percent interest on that money. If oh, you do the, if you do the calculations. End. Right. That's on a low end. That's, on that's a low right. End, yes. You know, so obviously, you know, we can see the importance of having uh, business, we can see the importance of having a, a, a good credit or a good FICO score. Now, with that in mind, how would someone go, go about getting business credit? Or uh, let's just say they have a decent credit score at this point in time. Uh, what would someone do in order to get that business credit? Good question. So the first thing, King, is like, 
I really don't like the term business credit. And the reason I say that is because when we hear business credit, we assume I can go to the bank and get all this money without using my social security number. I tell people those days are over. You're always going to have to personally guarantee your money with the banks. And so I like the term business capital because I can, let's say my business is not established, but I need to get my business off the ground. I can just go get a personal credit card and use that as capital to start my business. And so we have to understand it's really all about strategies and it's, 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 it's interesting because I talk to so many people and they're like, well, I only want business credit cards. And I'm like, why? What's the difference? It's all bank money. You just don't have the strategies or understand the credit process. And mm. so if one does have good credit, the couple of things that I always recommend is depending on the age of your company, where your company is registered, if the company has a high risk uh, title in the name, the industry your business is in, all of these things make a big difference. And the bank's decision of giving you an approval. But the easiest thing to do is go to your, go to your local bank and just apply for a credit card. That can be what I call some startup capital. Now let's say you're already in uh, a season or, uh, you know, been in business for a while, then you can go and start applying for business credit cards and, or a business line of credit. And most of the time when it comes to revolving credit and what revolving credit is, is either a credit card or a business line of credit the banks ask for very little documentation, nor do they ask for proof of income most of the time. So your company didn't have to make a ton of money to even be approved for this. Now, it's a difference between revolving credit and a loan. And I tell people, you'll, you'll probably never get approved for a small business loan. But getting revolving credit, that's, again, I like to call it a banking loophole. And that's one of the strategies that the wealth have been using forever. Only reason it's been very difficult for some of us to to see that paradigm shift is because we've been conditioned to think that credit cards are just for vacations or going to the club or buying sneakers and purses and all of that stuff. It's really a tool to really, to help you build your business or to grow your business or to scale or whatever the case may be. And so that's what I would do or what I tell a lot of my clients. Look, you already have good credit. You got a business or you're trying to start your business, go to your bank and ask for a credit card. And because a statistic that I read a, a while ago, 82% of small and medium-sized businesses started using credit cards. That mm-hmm. blew me away when I learned that about seven years ago. They started using credit cards? Yes. 82% of small businesses were started by using a credit card. Wow. Okay. Wow, man. That, that is a, that's interesting because you know a lot of us think that we have to have our own capital or borrow money from a friend. Really, when you're borrowing money from a friend, you can borrow that same, that same money from the bank. And, uh, well, less know, headache. Yeah, less headache. Because <laughs> you exactly. might lose a friend. <laughs> exactly. And to be yeah. honest with you, you know, I just had, you know, you said something uh, in, in regards to, you know, tax season. And then you, you mentioned a lot of us think that we have to take that revolving credit or use credit cards to purchase things like vacations and, and material things that don't bring any value to us. Right. At all. Same thing with the tax uh, with, with, with tax return checks. First of all, you know, I read something the other day. It said, if you're, if you're worried about tax season, you're in the wrong tax bracket. 100%. Right. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. But at the same time, are we being smart with the money that we do receive? So a lot of us take that money and we have new furniture sets. We have new flat screen TVs. We go buy the latest J's, right? But we're not being smart with the money. So it's the same thing in the, in the credit world, right? You can get this money, 
but what are you going to, what's the strategy? What are you going to do with the money once you receive it in order to uh, build wealth on top of what you already have, or at least start building, start building your wealth. So why don't we talk to uh, some of these individuals who may not have the best credit. They have less than par credit at this time and they're looking to do something different with their life. I run into a lot of people, especially in the real estate world that, you know, we hear this no money down real estate. We hear this, uh, you know, you don't need capital. You don't need credit. When in reality, you do need some type of capital because even if you don't have to, even if you don't have to have money to buy houses, you still have to market for those houses, right? You still have to go out there and, 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 and promote your business. So how can someone, let's say with a, a very low credit score, start getting on a path to start building up their credit to be able to, to go out and uh, uh, do what they need to do to get their business up and running? Absolutely. Great question. And first, I, I just want to applaud you for really putting out that disclaimer when it comes to the whole no money down. Because I know a lot of people in real estate that do like to use that marketing uh, you know, sales pitch. You know, I'm a real estate investor myself, developer, real estate coach. And when people come to me and say, hey, can I buy this property with no money down? I'm like, uh, <laughs> not no money down. <laughs> it's no money right. out of your pocket, really. It's just really right. It, it's all the people's money. 100%. But then it's a strategy behind that. And most people aren't willing to put that work in for that strategy. But the first thing I tell people is first, just understand you can't be scared of your credit. You'd be surprised how many people I talk to that say, oh, man, my credit is so bad. If they stole it, they'll give it back. And I'm like, we got to stop <laughs> thinking about stuff like that and, 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 and face it head on. You know, they say one of the biggest things that kill dreams is denial. We're, we're, mm -hmm. we're in denial because of a three digit number that can't hurt you. It can't beat you up. It can't put you, <laughs> you know, so like we have to stop being so scared of our credit and understand that your credit score is really a little bit misleading. Meaning mm -hmm. that just because your score is bad doesn't mean your credit is horrible. I was talking with a client who had a, uh, I think it was like a 510 credit score all because of one $300 medical bill. Wow. $300 medical bill. But because he didn't have the information to understanding credit, his credit had been like that for about three years. And so the first thing I recommend people do is let's pull our credit often. You know, I talk to so many people who have not pulled their credit. 70% of people don't look at their credit. And it's also no coincidence that 70% of people have errors or misinformation on their credit reports. Now, in relation to pulling your credit, I always recommend people invest in a credit monitoring service. I prefer that people actually get one where you pay for. And the reason I say that is because, yes, you can pull your free one on annualcreditreport.com, but you can only get once, you can only get it once a year. Now, let's say you pull it in January and someone steals your identity in December. You, I mean, excuse me, in the middle of the year in January, I mean, in June, excuse me, you may not know again until next year. And so that's one of the reasons why I say I recommend we get a paid service. And yeah, it's going to be a cost. But I tell people when, when people come to me and say, hey, it's $29. And I say, well, how much is your cable bill? That's right. And I just pause. It's an investment. It's an investment. Your credit is an investment. And so... Uh, so the first thing is starting with knowing, you know, your, what your credit is. Secondly, understand or learn about just what credit is. I'm not saying you got to go pay a company. I mean, there's a ton of 
information. I have an entire YouTube channel that teaches people about credit. Uh, not that this is a shameless plug, but my book Credit is King, no. which talks about that. Uh, and it's just a ton of free information out there that, that helps people to understand credit more uh, at a better and a higher you know, capacity. Yeah, plug it in, man, because I'm actually, and for those of you listening, if you're listening on the podcast and not watching this video on YouTube, uh, go to my YouTube page and look for the, for the, uh, the thumbnail with me and, and Will Roundtree on it. And in the description box, I'm going to plug his page. And in fact, this week, uh, when we actually have the, uh, the uh, when we feature his video on the YouTube page, his video is going to be on a side column on my main, my main page as well. But uh, make sure you check the description box for every, all the links that we talk about on this podcast will be in that description box. So if we mention any books, if we mention Will's uh, website, if we mention anything that will benefit you in your real estate business, uh, for example, those uh, credit monitoring services, uh, we'll link some of those in the, uh, in the description box. As well, so it's not a shameless plug. Shameless plug, brother. <laughs> definitely appreciate that, King. <laughs> so yeah, definitely make sure you go out pick up my book, Credit Is King. And yeah, just, Credit and, Is King. Check that out, by the way, and just understand more information about it. Uh, I also have a video on YouTube, uh, how to get the perfect credit score, which has over 1.1 million views on there, and so it just really gives you a an extreme deep dive. The video is a little long winded. Uh, because it really necessarily at first wasn't intended for YouTube. So, but if you could stomach through, you know, a, a short uh, video, I really go into a deep dive into understanding credit uh, from an extremely high level. Uh, and then from that point, know what you have to do to improve your credit score, because yeah. not everything is about just getting collections removed. I tell people credit repair isn't Credit repair is just credit repair, meaning we're going to show you the strategies and let you know what you have to do to improve it. But sometimes to improve your score, it may involve you putting in some sweat equity. So you may have to pay down some credit card bills. You got to make sure you pay all your bills on time. Make sure you're not frivolously opening up or just uh, going on credit card binges and applying for applications without getting approvals. So really just understanding the full gamut of what is credit, how to maintain it how to restore it and rebuild it. And then the number one thing is that no matter what your credit situation is, whether you got repossessions, whether you got collection accounts, whether you got medical debt, whether you have student loans debt, even if you file bankruptcy, all credit can always be rebuilt, restored and repaired no matter where you're at. Now, it may take some time. And some people say, well, uh, nine months is too long. And I'm like, what you gonna do over nine months anyway? <laughs> it took you 30 years to ruin your credit. It's not gonna fix overnight. <laughs> So we just have to also understand that we got to have a little bit of patience because keep in mind, this is debt you probably legitimately owe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I always just try to let people know that it, it, it can be a process, but it's a process definitely well worth it. Let's talk about uh, in one of your videos you mentioned, um, and I actually learned this from you. If you, let's say you have a, a, a delinquent, filing on your credit report Correct. and let's say it's seven years or, or close to seven years. In one of your videos, you mentioned don't respond to the creditor because if you communicate with them, it'll reset the time period that um, they're able to contact you by law or something along those lines. I remember you saying it in one of your videos. I'm not sure if I'm 
if I'm uh, clear enough. But yeah, you're definitely within the ballpark. So uh, when the debt has aged, it has less of an impact on your profile, especially if you've been building and working on your credit over the course of time. And so when you do contact them and let's say you decide to make a payment arrangement or you pay the collection off, it can actually drop your credit score because it renews the information because a credit score is comprised of an algorithm, which means that when a collection account hits your credit, it's not the dollar amount that drops the score. It's the information. So whether you have a collection account for one dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand or ten thousand, it's still going to impact you the same. And so let's say you go and you pay that collection account that was in collection, excuse me, on your report for five years dormant and you paid it off because now it's going to update as a new collection of information. It just has a zero balance. It can drop your score. So mm. I even have this video on YouTube why you shouldn't pay your collection accounts. And I'm not telling people that for the sake of to be immoral. I'm saying you don't want to pay them without the proper strategy behind paying it. You know, right. when you pay a collection account, one, you want to pay it in full and request a deletion letter because you want to get the entire account off the report. So it's really, again, just all strategies and information. Right. Now, again, just to clarify, you know, the strategy is not to not pay your debts. It's how you go about doing it. And you may be able to prevent paying it and, or get that removed off of your credit. It's still legitimized credit, though. It's still legitimized uh money that's owed to that to that creditor but it just won't show up on your credit report correct and what will is saying is if you try to pay it let's say you're you know six years and 364 days and you got one day left to you know legitimately get it removed off of your credit report if you contact them and offer them some type of settlement that can basically reset the entire process correct yeah, and, and, and a, there's a couple of the steps that go along with it, but mm -hmm. definitely within that premise. And I've seen a lot of people put themselves in, you know, an even worse situation because of what they don't yeah. know, which is why yeah. I say the information is so vital. Got it. I'm going to link that video. Uh, it's going to be in the top. If you're, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, I'm going to link it in the top uh, right-hand corner of this uh, page. So you guys can check that out as well. Really good video. In fact, I, I was mowing my grass one time. I like to mow my own grass because I do it for cardio um, after the gym. And I was, I was listening to that video. And that, that's what really stood out to me. So I thought that was a really good key point. And that was like two years ago, I want to say. Um, but so as far as a three-step process for our listeners to get started on the right path to uh, building up their credit, or getting the, uh, the having the ability to get the, the the business lines of credit and things like that. What are three simple things that you would mention in order for them to get on that right path after pulling the credit report? So that's number one. Yes. What would be number two and three then? So number two, I would say is you definitely want to uh, find a, a credit specialist or a credit strategist because. For the average person, looking at a credit report is complete gibberish, just like I mentioned to me. Now, you may be able to kind of decipher, but it's really about a strategy. And so I all, like it's, it's three people who I said we always need in our corner. We need a tax strategist. We need a, 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 a legal strategist and we need a credit strategist. And so getting that credit uh, consultation, that's something that we offer here at our offices. 
And then once that's done, one of the quickest ways usually to improve your credit is uh, revolving credit, meaning getting a, a, a credit card. Because sometimes 60% of people credit scores are low because they don't have enough credit. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, is that, you know, we've been conditioned, especially in, the, in our communities, to think that credit is bad or having a credit card is bad. And it's not that it's bad. It's people who are irresponsible with money who's bad. So whether you have credit, cash, or a checking account, you, if you're irresponsible, you're probably going to abuse all three of them. But be, those who have been conditioned to think that credit cards are bad, let's say you only have a $300 credit card. If you go over 30% of that balance, your score is going to drop. 30% mm-hmm. of 300 is only 90 bucks. So let's say you used 150, your score just dropped 100 points just for using that. And so I always say as a, a rule of thumb, just in case emergency situations, we should have at least access to five to $10,000 of credit. Not to use it, but just in case of an emergency, because understanding that life can happen. So let's say you need to fix your brakes on your car. It costs 700 bucks. Well, if you only have a credit line for $1,000, you don't have any money or cash in the bank, typically you're probably going to swipe that credit card to get the brakes fixed because you got to drive. So now you've used 700 of the thousand, you're at a 70% credit utilization, score just dropped 150 points. But let's say you had $10,000 worth of credit because of a case of emergency, you still have to use that same 700 bucks. Now your credit utilization is only 7%. Guess what? Your score didn't move. So that would probably be the third step. So one is pull your credit, Number two is to seek a credit strategist to get a consultation just so you know what steps you have to do to improve your situation because everybody's credit file is like a, a, a fingerprint. It's everybody's completely different. And then thirdly is uh, uh, getting more revolving credit because that typically is some one of the top reasons of why a lot of credit scores are where they are is because they don't their credit file is too thin, as I call it. Love it, man. Good. That was a clear cut and dry three-step process on what you guys need to do. And, um, you know, if our listeners wanted to get more information on uh, how they can get in contact with you to get that consultation, I don't know if you offer that or not, but yes. um, if, they, if they wanted to get that consultation and move on from step one to step two, uh, where should they go? Yeah, a couple places. Uh, first, they can follow me on all social media platforms, including YouTube, at Mr. Will Roundtree, uh, very active on IG. Every Friday, I do something called FICO Fridays, where people can actually chime in. I answer all their questions for an hour. Of course, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, of course, my website, uh, that's WEManagementINC. That's WEManagementINC.com. Uh, they also can book a consultation either with myself or my staff who is on deck right now, ready for anyone who's willing to, you know, take that next step and change in their life. Cause I say credit can literally change your life. And then they can Absolutely. contact our local office. We are on the West coast. So we operate on West coast hours. So for people on the East coast, it actually benefits them because we're here an extra three hours past their work day. And, uh, my office number is seven zero two. Five two two seven nine eight seven, and of course, you know, uh, one of our uh, you know specialists will answer the phone, take a message, and get you to the appropriate individual on the team, unless you specifically ask for me, and then uh, we can go from there. Fantastic, man! So definitely reach out to Will on all social media platforms, or he just provided you with his uh, phone number. Uh, be sure to I'll, I'll link his phone number in the description box as well. 
but be sure to contact him. Uh, and my, you know, and this is not even opinion. This is fact. Um, if you, if you want to go anywhere in business, you need access to capital. Um, you know, I've been around, you know, the real estate industry since 2002 you know, I've been teaching people how to, uh, invest in real estate since 2006 and mm. over my years I've learned, you know, and I'm only, I'll be 39, uh, in a couple of weeks, you know, over my years, I've learned that if you have access to the capital cash and capital is always King. And if, uh, um, you utilize it the right way. You can really build that wealth. You know, I, I'm, you're speaking to a guy, you know, Will, you were probably in a, in a similar situation. You said that your uh, credit wasn't the greatest, you know, just a little over, what, 15 years ago. You know, um, we're talking 13 years ago when the market tanked, I went bankrupt, man. But I was still able to buy credit, uh, buy, buy real estate and rebuild my credit. And uh, today we're looking at a, you know, uh, this is a completely different ball game for us at that time. We went from having a multi-million dollar business down to zero and had to build it back up. But part of that is because I knew some of what Will's talking about on today's podcast. So if you guys are in a situation right now and you feel like your back is up against the wall and you need you need to uh, to you, you need access to capital, you need to you have a, a, a credit situation right now that you need. Uh, help with, reach out to him. You know, uh, he provided his phone number. Uh, you have access to the links. FICO Fridays, check those out on Instagram uh, to get that continued education because uh, knowledge is power at the end of the day. And then go out and, you know, once you start, uh, start on that journey to rebuilding your credit, be sure to get some revolving credit because that's going to help you. But utilize what would you say? What is it? Thirty percent? Yes, you want to say thirty percent or less? Thirty uh, percent or less. Doing that, and there's some other strategies behind that. That you know, doing balance transfers. But yeah, but that's all of the stuff we talk about when it comes down to strategy. And uh, I think mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head. You were able to rebound because of the strategy you had. Because the the interesting thing about information, once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. That's and right. So I think that. A person who has information and strategy could lose everything today and bounce back over a course of time because they have the strategies. And I tell people often, we don't have a money problem. We have a strategy problem. And once we get enough strategies, money will never be an issue. Now, you may not get an abundance right away, but over time, you definitely position yourself. So, no, uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. No, man, that's powerful stuff, man. We don't have a money problem. We have a strategy problem. I love that, man. That's something that you should definitely coin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But any last words for our listeners who are, um, maybe, they, maybe they have decent credit, maybe they don't, but what would be some words of wisdom that you would share with everybody collectively uh, on this podcast today? Oh, yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. So the first thing I like to tell people is like, don't let these different pundits out there tell you that credit is evil. That credit is bad. You're going to go to hell for using credit because it's a lot of people. And I'm going to tell people, quite frankly, it's people who don't share our narrative in our communities. You know, I often tell people I didn't have a rich uncle Phil growing up in Beverly Hills. You know, my parents wasn't born <laughs> with, you know, uh, the wealth, the generational wealth. So we had to create it. And yep. so understanding that credit is really just a tool. No different than if you're a carpenter, 
you need tools. If you're a barber, you, you have your tools, which are your clippers. And so when you understand the strategies to be able to use the tools, you'll always be able to create wealth or you'll be able to create streams of income because, you know, I often talk to people who are entrepreneurs and I've been in entrepreneurship for 15 plus years and they are always looking for an investor. And I always tell people the first thing, an investor only invests in investable businesses, you know, companies that's making money. Mm. But then more importantly, why would you want to mortgage your future? Why would I give someone 30% of my company at the ground floor? And then if my company takes off, they own a third of my business. Now I just mortgage my my, my inheritance for my, 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 my lineage, my, my legacy, whereas credit can be the barometer for you to be able to be the architect of your own destiny. And then if I did decide to take on investors, it's because I'm expanding or scaling and I'm only giving them 3%. And so just understanding that when you understand that credit is really just a tool, you can leverage it a different way. Wealthy people leverage credit all the time. They just didn't teach us these strategies because they didn't mm-hmm. want us to know the strategies. Because now when you understand the credit strategies, you can sit at the same table with them. See, credit levels the playing field. And when we understand that, or as I say, when we know better, we can do better. And, and, and that's really what I want to leave people with is don't let these pundits tell you that credit is bad. It's people who use it irresponsibly that makes it bad. That's why we have a, a debt uh, uh, issue. Um, we're not telling people go get credit and just go frivolously go out there and spend. We're saying, look, if you're trying to create wealth, you want to start a business because walking into a bank, getting a small business loan, you can forget it, you know. But if I know that I can start my business today, get my LLC set up, get my business licenses, uh, get my website, get my logo and just get my doors open and it's going to cost me less than five thousand dollars. I'll rather bet on myself, go get a credit card from the bank and use the bank's money to to put myself in position because right. to service the debt on five grand may cost me $25 a month. If I had to cut my cable off to be able to pay for that, I'm going to do that. But it all starts with be- believing in yourself, betting on yourself and sacrificing. And so that's what I want to leave everybody with. Words from Will that is uh, wisdom in it within itself, guys. Take that information, bet on yourself and, and know that anything is possible if you apply yourself to uh, what you learn. So you guys have learned a great amount of, of, about credit and business lines and things like that on, on today's podcast. But all of this means nothing if you don't apply. So you have to take action in order to, to really get the result that you're looking for. Uh, you have to take action. Like I said before, you heard, you heard me say it before, you can't climb Mount Everest all in one day. Rome wasn't built in a day. The way you climb Mount Everest is one step at a time. So, uh, you know, maybe that, that one step might be getting off the couch. Mm. Um, that's step number one. Then making the first phone call, call Will's office. Step number two. Step three would be just taking, you know, just continue, continuing that action that you, that you start. Because uh, just like we're going to the gym, right? I'm an advocate. You know, I'm a huge, you know, I'm in the bodybuilding. I've been doing it for, for 18 years. And if I go to the gym, a body in motion stays in motion, mm. right? So if you, if you work out, it's kind of hard not to work out, but it's hard to get started. And it's the same thing with, 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 with your uh, credit situation. It's hard to get started, but once you're in motion, it gets easier over time. So just get started. Take action. Do something. Drive that car. You have the vehicle. You have to uh, put the car 
and drive and, and actually get it moving. It's up to you to take action. And uh, Will, we really appreciate you jumping on the line with us. My pleasure. Today, man. Thank you, Ken. Hopefully we can do this again in the future. Anytime. And I'm um, looking forward to uh, to seeing what we could, uh, how we can capitalize with, with our uh, listeners as well and uh, help everyone make more money and, and build uh, their generational wealth for their families as well, man. So it's been a real pleasure. And Thank I'm looking you. forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Absolutely, family. Remember, building wealth is a marathon. Let's go. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com. Or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy. Com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.